Hello, everyone, and thank you for being here. I'm really excited to introduce to you my next guest. She is a spiritual powerhouse and a wealth of information. She is high energy, and she is the host of the Be Bold, Fierce, Unstoppable podcast on Podbean. Her name is Zach Leotis, and Zach teaches men and women how to live empowered lives as they tap into their higher consciousness and the realm of infinite possibilities to birth their dreams into reality. Zach's soul activation process focuses on bringing you home to the truth of who you are. Over the past 20 years, Zach has guided thousands of clients to dissolve the mental and emotional challenges that are keeping them shackled to fear and old habits that no longer serve them. Zach understands from experience that it is in the midst of your suffering that you'll unveil the best lessons. Empowering her clients to overcome the obstacles in their lives is what ignites Zach. She can now say confidently that she hasn't had to face depression or anxiety in years, and her dream is to teach others how to live a life free of mental and emotional stress. Please welcome Zach Leotis. You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. Hello, Zach. Hello, darling. How are you? It is such a joy to see your face. I haven't seen you in, I don't know, months probably since we had your interview with me or however that works. You interviewed me. We had such a great time and I'm so incredibly blessed and excited to have you on the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. I know. I loved our podcast and I had so many of my friends that listened to the podcast and they were like, hey, that podcast with Kristen is crazy. And I'm like, why? They're like, I got so much out of that. And I was like, yeah. So they loved it. They loved it. You know, there's something to be said for when two like minds are talking about the same subject. I think it creates this like explosion of energy that people feel they might be hearing it, but they actually feel it. I think, what do you think about that? That's exactly what it is, right? I'm all about feeling things like this whole law of attraction thing, like visualize it, speak it, blah, blah, blah. My like, great. That doesn't work because you really have to feel it. You could use these affirmations and you could use these visuals, but if you're saying I'm a millionaire and you feel like five bucks, you ain't making that money. Right. Like, you know? So feeling is the greatest emotion that humanity or even the universe needs in order for you to move forward. If you're sad, you know what sadness feels like. However, happiness, you, you're familiar with happiness because we've all had happy moments. But however, if you don't step into that happiness and continue yourself on that sad, then you're going to thrive from that. And you're more than that. You're more than that. Exactly. And you know what? I love that you're bringing up emotion because I just want to touch on anger because a lot of times people see anger is so bad and negative. And I had just recorded some content about that, but I would love to hear your take on that to help people get clear on what anger is, what it really means, what it's teaching us, what it's showing us. What do you, what do you have to say about that, Zach? <laughs> You're talking to the person that is, was, I shouldn't say is, but was the most angry human being. I love anger and it sounds like anger. so moron she. I took my anger out on a punching bag. I took my anger out on maybe going to the gun range. 
playing sports, whatever it may have been, I did it. And what anger is, is just pent up emotion that you're not releasing because you're afraid of what other people might think or say about you. So you are literally compressing your spirit. The emotion comes up as anger because you're not expressing your spirit. And then you're living in this place of an ego. And then everyone's saying, you're so, she's so negative or he's so negative because he's so angry. No, he's not negative. He just has a hard time expressing himself. Mm -hmm. And if you allow him or her that space to express themselves without judgment, but just an ear support, you'll realize how easy anger dissolves itself. Amen. Well, that's what it is. Anger is just a pent up emotion that needs to be released. And we do it through anger because when we, we accept anger more than we accept something else. Right. So I accept the anger. However, if I, if I really express who I am, then I'm afraid what people are going to say. Now you're dealing with fear. Then you're dealing with judgment. And then you're dealing with all these other emotions that come up. And it's like a domino effect, one emotion after another motion after another motion. But when you face anger head face on and you're like, where's this anger stemming from? Typically from childhood, because children were told to be seen, not heard. Well, we're creative beings as children. So I can't express myself. That's where my anger stemmed from. Yeah. And we're so worried about what other people are going to think about us. And <clears throat> I often tell this story about when I was going through a period where I was so angry based on the actions of another person that had, had catapulted me in a, a particular position in my life that I call my tsunami. And I was trying not to feel that anger because I needed to be a mother and a parent and I needed to get my work back together. And I had all these things going on. I was just trying to trying to ignore that anger. And finally, one day I said, I'm going to feel this thing to the full extent of it. And I felt it and it came in and it crescendoed. And then it just went out. The whole thing took about 30 seconds, honestly. And I felt so much better afterwards because I just felt it. I cussed, I screamed. I had one tear eke out of my eye because I normally don't cry when I'm angry. I cry for other reasons, but that was a good release for me, even, even with that. And it just kind of came and it went. And I was like, I felt so much better afterwards. And that was the moment like 10, 12 years ago when I thought to myself, anger is, is not something to be afraid of. Now, if somebody's being angry and then acting on us because of their anger, you know, treating us poorly or throwing things at us or hitting us or doing, being some kind of abuse. Well, that's, that's different. That's when anger goes awry. And that's when I think, also that we might get afraid of anger, even as children, because maybe we had an angry parent or something and that anger turned into something not good. So we're like, okay, anger's not good. Anger's not good, but it's just emotion. Yeah. What I want to say to you is this, because this is something that I've told myself, I've lied to myself about this. And this is something that a lot of people lie to themselves about. People don't do anything to us we allow people to do things to us. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I went through many difficulty, difficult journeys in my life, I was so fast to point the finger as he'd made me do this and she made me do this. However, it wasn't he or she, it was me. Mm -hmm. It was me that allowed them to treat me like this because I was trying to fill in a void within me that 
allowing someone to treat me that way was okay because it was filling in this empty spot. Even if it didn't feel good, it was filling in the spot. So when someone is projecting their anger, their judgments, their opinion, their guilt on you, really, we allow that because we're not, we don't have those boundaries to say, you know what, I'm not going to allow people to treat me like this, or we might have these boundaries, but yet we're not practicing these boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it's not that people do things to us. This is the mind shift that we have to create mm-hmm. is that we allow people to do things to us. Absolutely. In that void, usually it's the love. Usually we do it because we want to feel love. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel like we belong. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. So when you change that mindset and realize that no one is doing this to me. I'm allowing someone to do this to me. You've solved 99.9% of the problems. 100%. I agree with you. Yes. And that was the shift that I had. That was my whole spiritual awakening was at that moment when this thing happened, which was real. I mean, the things that were happening were very real. But when I really sat down in the end of my bed one day and I said, I've allowed this. I, I allowed this. I actually co-created this. Yes. Because there were so many signs and there were so many things that I would speak up about. I didn't have a problem with speaking up, but I had a problem with follow through for all the things, Mm -hmm. all the fears and reasons that you had listed. I don't think it was much about the acceptance and love at that point. It was fears that I was, if I stand up for this, I'm going to lose this, or then I'm in a worse place than, than I'm already at now. So I'm just going to stay and, and make excuses or just try to blame me somehow, some way. But when I finally sat there and said, "Mm, I got to take responsibility because I've been treating me this way. Of Mm -hmm. course, I attracted this. Now this whole thing blew up. Now I'm at bottom and now I can rebuild. And that is how my rebuilding started was by taking full responsibility for allowing anything that I was allowing in my life. And you're hundred percent right. Even if I have an argument with somebody or a disagreement with a family member, I'm always looking at me. How can I take responsibility here? The more that I can take responsibility, no matter what they're doing, no matter if it was wrong, that I'm like, well, what did I do? How did I contribute to this? And I work on my piece of the equation, whether it be stop arguing or step away when when you've had too much or whatever it might be. I work on my piece of the equation. And it's fascinating how when I put love into it, even if it's love of myself, the two egos stop fighting. And then love is on the scene and things shift faster in a, in a more positive way. That's what I have found. Absolutely. I remember when I was in California and I was just, I was just rolling out of my depression and it was about, about six months, seven months. I started dating someone. It was like the perfect relationship. I was like, dear Jesus, you roll me out of depression. You bring me this hottie and then you're filling my bank account up. Like who doesn't want this? Right. And here I was walking through California. I can't remember what part of California is. My niece lived out there. And I was walking for eight hours at this point, not even aware I was walking to. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just walking because I couldn't rent a car. They took my driver's license because I didn't pay some tickets before I got to California. So I'm walking and all of a sudden I start crying. And I'm like, why am I crying? And I hear it's because you're holding yourself back. Like let go of the barricades around your heart. And I'm like, well, I need to have those barricades around my heart because I'm protecting myself. They said, no, you're actually hurting yourself. And I was like, what do you mean I'm hurting myself? And they said, well, because if you have these barricades wrapped around your heart, what you're doing is that you're not allowing those 
those barricades to basically bust away from you so that the truth of you comes out. And your heart will always be protecting of you because it's always going to give you that inkling feeling. It's always going to give you a red flag, but it's up to you to recognize the signs that the universe is giving you for you to walk away. So then here I am and I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm crying and I go into a, a, like a juice place and I wipe my tears off and the lady starts talking to me about a great hour conversation. I'm eating my juice and drinking my juice, I should say, and eating this bowl that I bought in the side bowl, I think they call them. And I'm eating that and I leave. And again, this other like huge emotion comes in. Like here I am walking again, I'm bawling. And I was like, what are all these pent up emotions that I'm going through? And it's like, I hear, dear daughter, we are clearing out your heart. And this is the suffering that you've been holding on to for many years. So then, you know, back then I go to the store and I buy myself a pack of cigarettes. Don't do that now because now I'm puffing my stuff away from me. Right. And I asked, why am I puffing? Like now, why do I want a cigarette? And they said, because that's an old imprint from a past life of who you were used to always need to have smoke around you. So since you can't have a fire, you just need something to smoke. And it was so disgusting. Like smoking these cigarettes was gross to begin with. And I just tossed the pack out after I think four or five smokes. And I was like, no, no, I don't even want to do that. Like, that's not, that's not me. That's an imprint of my past life that I now have to heal in this present life. So we don't realize where these emotions really stem from. They could stem from this lifetime or a past life coming into this lifetime that we still haven't worked through. We got to work through that. Mm -hmm. So, so much, like when I was opening my heart, it was like a field of all these emotions coming up. And that healing session, I, I believe, was like a two-day healing session on me. And it was the most craziest healing session I experienced. I've never experienced anything like that. Did I break down the barriers on my heart? I think so. Because now it's just like, careful with that person. Keep an eye on that. Listen to what they're about to say. My spirit guys are always like on it. They're on it. They're like, listen to what they're saying. And that happened to me this morning when I was trying to explain something to someone. And she turned to me, she says, I can't see it your way. I could only see it my way. And I said, well, that just tells me how narrow your perspective and view is. And I could see it both your way and my way. So however, I'm going to step away from this conversation right now because it's just going in circles. Mm -hmm. That's when you realize that, you know what? I love myself enough not to deal with someone else's lack mindset or perspective or perspective, I should say because it's only going to trigger another emotion that's going to come up. And it's just like frustration. Like, how the hell do they not see this? So in, that, in order for me not to be in that state, I said, you know what? We're going in circles here. You can't see it my way. I could see your way. Your way. I don't agree with your way. However, I'm going to go back to how I'm going to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. I just took a step back, put on some music. I started dancing and poof, here we are right now. And that's just what it is. Your heart will always guide you. And I think that's about protecting our energy right? Yeah. If we're going to stay in something like that, it's, it's just the drainer, drainer, drainer. And that you turn around and you're trying to have a productive and creative life and be in touch with spirit. And, and I find it's very difficult for me. So mm -hmm. one of my things have been the past year is to really protect my energy. And that came to light through the whole COVID thing and, in the um, political climate here in um, United States of America, because you're in Canada, correct? Well, it's still going on here worse than ever. Yeah, I'm hearing that you guys are not having a great time over there either. I have some friends in Canada that message me. Well, I, I'm having a great time, to be honest with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Through this whole thing, 
I haven't stopped living my life. Yeah, you, if you want to lock yourself up in your house, knock yourself out. That's, that's your perspective and that's your belief. But my door was always open. I had people at my house every Friday, every Saturday. We had dinner parties. We had drinks. I've gone to parties. I didn't stop living because someone told me to live because right. that wasn't right in my heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone's telling me about my own health when they don't know what I'm putting in my mouth, when they don't know what I'm putting in my body. So they're trying to make me believe their story rather than know my own story. So I've through this whole process, I got rid of people that didn't have the same beliefs, values and understanding of who I was. And I just kind of stayed in those relationships because I was filling in this void within me. So I got rid of all those people. I wrote a list of the people that I wanted to meet. I wanted the friends that I wanted to hang out with. Literally, that list is coming alive right now to the point I'm like, dear Jesus, you guys are surely listening. So it's just coming out of the woodworks. I was just at a party the other day. It was the greatest party. You would never think that there's something going on. I call it the human realm. Like on the human realm, I always say I don't subscribe to that channel because I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not part of the script. I live in a different realm altogether. So I always say when I leave my house, I go into this 3D human world that doesn't make sense to me, but I continue living in my 5D spirit realm because that's where I thrive from. And if people have a problem with that, then you know what? I always say that's a you problem, not a me problem. So talk about the 5D because we hear, I don't know about we, I'm saying we, but I think that's that's somewhat of a newish term that it's it's out in the internet now. It's really only been around in my awareness for about two or three years. So I'm curious and I'm sure people listening are like, what is the 5D? So can you speak on that a bit? Yeah, the 5D is a place of higher consciousness. The 5D is a place of faith, of belief, of recognizing that there's no good or bad. Everything is neutral. You just work above to bring your energetic frequency to a higher vibration. That There's no fear in there. There's only faith. So everything that the human realm basically consists of right now, the fear mongering, the separation, all that stuff, but that does not exist in the 5D. In the 5D, we're about togetherness. We're about community. We're about love. We're about understanding. We're about support. We're about all of us growing at one time. We're about coming together and helping each other grow. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it, it's really from a place of love, compassion, understanding. There's no judgments. And if you're judging, you're really in the 3D realm. I always say, if you're going to judge someone, do I call something constructive judgment. And when you do constructive judgment, what you're doing is that you're recognizing why you're judging the other person based on your own inner being. Mm -hmm. So when you do your constructive judgment, you start to grow and develop this knowingness that that person that I'm judging is showing me a piece of me that either I don't like that is gone, but she, they're triggering it, triggering it once again, so that I could have this remembrance. Cause maybe it's not fully released or it's maybe something that they have that I want. People judge because it's something that they want, something that you have. It could be a a partner. It could be money. It could be a house. It could be a car. So they're going to judge you based on that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's who you are and they wish that they were a piece of you. Mm -hmm. Really the judging pieces and characters. If you look at it, like look around judgment. This was something that came to me about 15, 20 years ago when I was in the gym. Someone says, I hate that girl. And I said, why is she dating someone that you like? And they said, how do you know? (laughs) And I said, because when you judge and hate someone for something, then you're like, there's something about them that you either want there's something that you like about them, that you hate about them, or there's a piece of you that wants to be a, be like them. And they're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I don't know. <laughs> no, I have no problem with that. I just put the little E for explicit when I. Okay. okay. Sometimes I have an E, sometimes I don't have an E. Yeah. Okay. So we'll call it manure because when you turn manure crap into manure, you really start to fertilize new beginnings in your life. Mm -hmm. So that's what it is. It's really about fertilizing new beginnings. So you take your 3D world that fear with the ego. So let's, we could talk about the ego. Mm -hmm. So the 3D world is full of ego, right? Mm -hmm. Comparison, judgment, opinionated people, like separation. That's ego-based. That's all ego. Mm -hmm. When you step into the 5D, you're in spirit, you're in higher consciousness, love, community, awareness. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to describe that. Right, right. And I think like, I understand that. I've never heard the term 5D until a couple of years ago, I just term it higher consciousness and living from love. Cause when we live in that space, that realm, and I, do you feel like that? And I'm liking this conversation. Let me just back up. I'm liking this conversation because I feel just as human beings, as spirits, as all that we are souls, that a lot of times we feel these things and, or we dip in, into these things and out of these things. And if we're seekers and we're learning, but sometimes we don't know what they're termed. We don't really know what we're feeling. And it's, it's hard sometimes to go find somebody out in the world that gets it. Cause your BFF might be like, what are you talking about? Or your husband or your wife or somebody. So I think these conversations are helpful because I know a lot of the people in my world, they they feel these things, they try to express them to me, but they don't know what they're feeling. And when I say, you know what, that is this, then they're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not crazy that I'm feeling this thing. It's like, no, 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 you're not crazy. So I think these conversations are helpful because it helps people name, kind of, kind of claim and name what's going on in their own world. And so they can feel not crazy because I know when we shift, we start to shift consciousness, a lot of weird stuff happens. I mean, we're getting messages and I want to jump into messages. You had talked about the two couple of messages that you got during your, your juice and acai bowl and cigarette smoking experience that day or a couple of days. And, um, I of course get messages, but I never named it spirit guides. I just called it God, you know, I'm just, God's talking to me. So is there a difference between when God gives us a message or it's a spirit guide? So God is universe when you think of it, right? God is one, one and all, but they're just, I hear my guide saying right now, just to let you know, I'm going to go back to the 5D, but I, it's going to come with this answer. Yeah. There's more dimensions than just the 5D dimension. 5D dimension is just the entry point to a different realm. Okay. You can, that There's like a 6D, 10D, 18D. Like I've been up to, I think they're telling me, I've been up to 23, 24D. So I've been pretty high up there. And that's when you have these feelings that come into you. And if you're saying, trying to translate that is a whole different thing, right? So this is the thing when we're going through this journey of opening ourselves up and we have these emotions that are coming through, it's really about interpreting it. And this is where it gets uncomfortable because in that discomfort, you don't know what's happening. You're, you're like, why am I feeling like this? This is weird. No one's going to understand it. It doesn't matter about anyone else. As long as you know within yourself what's happening. So when I was going through that journey for two days of cigarette smoking and acai bowls, it was <laughs> me. 
<laughs> it's exactly what it was. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. It was me just shifting a little bit at a time because I've been intuitive since I was a three-year-old child. And okay, so imagine back in the 70s and 80s talking like this, like one flew off the cuckoo's nest. They almost put me in a psychiatric ward. I, I heard my guide say, run. So there is, we come to this world with two guides. One stays with us forever. And one just leaves us when we transition into a different phase in our life. So one's always coming and going. And one could stay with us, say the number two spirit stays with us for a year, two years, five years. But when their contract with you is up, that's when they go and a new guide comes in. Hmm. And then you have the guide that I, I, I'm hitting my shoulder because I always say there's two guides. I mean, I talk from one side to the other. And the one guide stays with us throughout the whole journey. And they're the ones that really give us the blueprint to life. They're the ones that try to pick us up and stuff like that. God is above that, right? Mm -hmm. When you come into contact and it happened to me once and only once when I was sitting at that time was my office and I felt my door swing open and my door was shut at this time. And this woof of energy came into my place and I was like, whoa, what's this? And I heard it's God. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I've never felt this before. Like, this is something that I can't even describe. This thing that I'm going through right now needs to be experienced, not spoken about. So it was about 15, 20 minutes of God giving me this message. This is who you are. This is your number. Cause I have, we all have a, a certain number that we come into the world with. This is what your purpose is. And this is what we want to do to you with you, not do to you, but with you. And I was just like, Oh, I didn't even know how to like go through this process. Cause it was something that I've never felt since I was a three-year-old child. I've never felt this. Like this was next level. And when I've spoken to some people about it, they're like, I've never gone through that. And I'm like, because it literally was God. Like it was the whole universe coming into my place mm -hmm. and woofing me up because I was doing colon hydrotherapy at the time. I was really like clearing out so many things from humans and really getting into the emotional aspect and teaching spirituality at the same time. And when I felt that, I was like, okay, this is crazy. Then my client shows up and she's intuitive. And she's like, I can't stand up. I got to sit down. And I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, probably be about a half an hour before I could get out of my chair right now. She's like, what is going on? She's like, I got to use the bathroom. I said, yeah, go ahead, use the bathroom. And she literally fell in the bathroom because she couldn't stand up on her feet. I couldn't even get out of my chair for about a half an hour. And she, and she's yelling, Zach, what is going on in here? As if God showed up. And you're stuck in your chair. <laughs> I'm stuck in my chair. <laughs> I can't get up because the energy was so powerful. And she's like, um, I'm going to sit on the floor for a minute. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I said, we'll start in about 30 minutes because I can't get up. Like I can't move my feet. And I've been connecting to spirit, like I said, from a very young age. So when that happened, it's never happened to me again. That was one and only time. And so when I speak this to some of my spiritual teachers and they laugh at me, they're like, I haven't felt that. And they said, that's like something special. And I said, special. I said, I don't know how you call that special. That, that, that took me for like a loop. So then the, my client literally said, I think we need to, because I'm getting a message you need to go to the beach. So we go to the beach, which is just down the street from my place. I'm killing myself. I couldn't stop laughing. 
I was in like, like, I don't know what galaxy, planet, realms. I don't even know where I was. I just know that I was not in my body, but I couldn't stop laughing. She takes me to the beach and all these birds are flying around me. And she's just like, what is going on? I said, dude, I don't know, but I'm high. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I could see it. So we go into a store. I said, you know, I need some, some chocolate to ground me. So we go into the store and this guy looks at me and goes, yo, what are you want? I want some of that. And I said, God. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm on God time right now. And it was just the most remarkable thing. So when we come in, we have two spirit guides. One stays with us forever, does our blueprint, takes us on this journey. One leaves us when their contract is up with us. But then we have like our council, we have our, our other guides that come through. So there's so many different spiritual guides that you may have, depending on what you're working on, depending on where you are in your life. And you could be, you could be carrying a heavier energy or a light energy. When I say heavy energy, I talk about the underground world energy, the fear, the anxiety, the depression, like all that stuff that I was going through that I'm not feeling good enough. That is an energy too, as well. Like we can't eliminate that. That's another energy too, that we need to move from that into something more higher vibration. And right now, spirits, like don't work on that. That's an old paradigm of thinking. There's no good energy, bad energy. It's neutral energy. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But we have to name something in order to go through something. So anger is not like a bad energy. It's a neutral energy. Mm-hmm. So when you come up from it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, now I've worked through that or, or shame. It's not a bad energy. Guilt is not a bad energy. You just have to work through it. It's a good energy because it's showing up for you. And then you take yourself from the 3D, the 4D, the 5D, the 10D. It depends how much you want to open up your heart and how much you want to love mm-hmm. yourself first and foremost. Can't love yourself. You can't love another from an empty cup, basically. Mm-mm, you can't. So how can a person tell the difference with the messages they're getting between if it's a spirit guide or if it's God? God usually sends his helpers, which is your spirit guide. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So intuitive message that a person receives is definitely your spirit guide. That's a spirit guide. Okay. So like at one point I had a message repeated for six weeks that was a sister is going to die. Eventually at the end of that six weeks, my best friend and her daughter were killed by a drunk driver. So was that spirit guides delivering that message to me or God? I was a spirit guide. That was her spirit guide. Oh, hers. And why was I getting it from her? Hers. Did you know it was coming from her? No, I didn't know who it was. Because she wasn't my sister. She was a best friend. Yeah, but best friends and sisters, the energy is still the same thing, right? And this is why I teach energy. Energy is something that when you learn energy and know how to maneuver energy, you're able to see things much differently because you had that bond with the best friend, right? It's almost like that sister bond. And you could have been sisters in a past life, Mm -hmm. right? In this life, you're just best friends, but you still had that soul connection. So if you went further into that and say, what sister is going to die, right? It's, it was just literally, did they tell you who it was? No, I went through, I have no sisters. So I went through my sister-in-laws mm-hmm. and I got, nope, 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 nope. And so I just kind of, it was only once a day. So mm-hmm. it would just have comment or once a day, or maybe once a week for six weeks. I just remember it would pop in on my drive home from work and I would investigate it. 
but I just like, I don't know, really know what this means or what this is until Wendy and Haley were killed. So then I was like, that's what this is. That's what this was. Yeah. See how you said when I drive home from work is when I got the message. So it had to do with driving. It had to do with the car. Mm -hmm. And those are the times that I'm really quiet. Yeah. The shower in the car. <laughs> I do Every a lot of, a lot of healing work in the shower in the car. <laughs> Uh, the car, believe it or not, the car yeah, is yeah, yeah. the gym when yeah. I'm by myself and in my music. And all of a sudden I'm like bawling, doing my stretches and I let myself, I'm like, Oh, I need a ball yeah. right now. I'm that crazy lady on the mat sobbing. And I'm like <laughs> singing my song, doing my little stretches. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm like, what it's got, this is what healing feels like. So it's validating. And I, and I love that you're talking about the, the not stop crying aspect because I have a couple people in my life who burst into tears very quickly. And once we've done some coaching sessions, I notice that that dissipates for them and they're not crying at the drop of a hat anymore. And I've said that to them. I said, you, there's some clearing that you need, you know, needs to happen for you. There's a lot going on under the surface. And I think that's what these tears are trying to do is to help them clear. That's exactly what it is. And that, eventually those tears will stop. Like I know now when I say to my guy, I just want to cry, give me tears. I'm like, why? I'm like, oh, no, it just feels better. And they're like, yeah, see how fast you change? Because you really don't want to cry. You're just so used to crying that you don't need to cry. You already have the answers, but you find like through your tears, it's like, I just want to feel sorry for myself for a little bit. And it's through tears that I do the best feeling sorry for myself. And now it's like, it was yesterday. I was, I was going through this, we're going through this transitional phase. And I was like, I just want to cry. And they're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So move on. So you said something powerful, which is we already have the answer to mm -hmm. what, what we need to do, but so many people are blocked by their fear and their ego and their lower self and the swirling brain and the monkey mind and all the goodies that they have difficulty accessing that answer because I believe the same thing too. So mm -hmm. how, what would you suggest to someone who is just, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm stuck between this and this. I don't know what to do. What would you suggest? Breathe. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. People make life complicated. Life is very simple. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that phase of, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Bring awareness to what your breath's doing. Like, where are you breathing? Are you stuck in your throat or in your heart? Because the population is really stuck in their throat and heart. No one breathes all the way down to their root or their tailbone, right? So when you're going through that, I don't know what to do. I don't know. You're just causing more anxiety to yourself. Yeah, you do know what to do. And if it's leaving your husband, you're just afraid to do it. So now you're saying, I don't know what to do. Well, you do know what to do. You're just scared shitless, but it's okay. You're allowed to have that fear because now you have, how about if I can't find the next guy, which is the most ridiculous thing I've heard women say, how about if I can't afford it? Another ridiculous thing that I hear women say. And the reason I say this, because I help so many I women. don't want to be alone is a big one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the other one that I hear. That's why I, I don't know if I'm going to find someone. And I've, it's funny because I've heard this over and over because I've helped so, so many women through divorce. I've never been married. And here I am going through hundreds of divorces. And I'm like, so how long have you been with your husband for this long? And I'm like, so when did you know that it wasn't right for you? Mm, typically for women with kids was 15 years. And they'd say, I did it for the kids. And I'd say, bullshit. And then those that didn't have kids was typically seven to eight years, right? Because they were afraid to move forward because financials or they didn't know if they could really keep themselves to sustain the lifestyle that they wanted. 
Well, you're in a lack limitation mindset at that time. Because mm-hmm. yeah. every woman that I've helped come out of a marriage is living lavish now. And they're like, I have never realized that I could live this lifestyle without a second income. I said, yeah, because I opened you up to realize the world is abundant mm-hmm. and you are the attractor of what you want. And they've all found their soulmate. They're, some of them are married. Some of them are dating. Their business has exploded. And I said, your marriage kept you contracted yeah. and small, but you stayed in it for 15 years saying, putting the blame on your kids. I'm just doing it for the kids. So when people say I'm just doing it for the kids, I'm like, bullshit. You're doing it because you're scared shitless. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. And that's okay. It is. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of the scared shitless and let's turn that crap into manure and use it as fertilizer. And let's start building your life from that point on. So I've seen women in this transitional phase. Mm-hmm. And then I would always say to them like, and, and before they even would start working with me, I would say this, you know, I've never been married. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I've never been divorced. Yeah. Okay. So you still want to work with me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there because everything is energy. So I'm reading your energy. Your guides are telling me stuff and we're going to get through this the cheapest way when it comes to divorce. I've had so many divorcees that didn't even use a lawyer. No lawyers involved, just mm-hmm. a mediator to sign papers. And that's all he did. And those that didn't follow the guidance of their spirits, because I work with your spirit guides, my spirit guides, we come together, they come with a great solution. Those that didn't fully listen to what their guides were telling them to do, that divorce turned pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. No. And if you're spending $10,000, $20,000, dollars for a divorce, there's no need for that. I don't care. You, you just have to communicate. And I've seen, I've seen some heavy divorces that there could have been a lot of money involved, but we're like, no, 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 just leave that, leave that, leave that. Oh, but he wants this. I don't care if he wants it. Give him t- two of them. Right. But Zach, I love it. I'm like, eh, attached to you. Get uh, unattached, unattached, unattached. You could have 10 of those once we're done. And they say, that's the best thing I did. Because sometimes come people come from a place of ego and they think I'm going to get this from her. I'm going to get this from him. And it's like, dude, just take, it's a materialistic thing. At the end of the day, it really has no value. But you might say it's sentimental. Great. Take a picture and put it in your photo album. Mm-hmm. Right. And how many times do we keep things and then we never look at the thing or pay attention to the thing? Right. But I love that you're bringing that up because that was my experience with my second divorce. First divorce was divorce store, 400 bucks. We're done. Remained friends, went on vacations together. Second one was a little bit different, but I completely relied on spirit during that whole thing. And I mean, hundred percent surrender to that I'm, I've never been to court before. I've never been on the stand before. And before going in, I was just leaning up against the wall, sitting in the chair outside the courtroom with my eyes closed. And my lawyer's like, are you okay? I go, yeah, I'm, I'm just meditating. And he was like, what? I mean, I had just completely released outcome. Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, for the highest good of all concerned, that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to worry about. Got on the stand. I was grilled. Like I had murdered somebody you know, over 40 bucks spent at Victoria's Secret for a pink, you know, those Victoria has the, the brand pink, a pink sweatshirt. He brought that thing up 10 times. Like I'm this spending person. And I just sat there and answered the questions. I had no feeling because I had truly gotten into that space of letting go of not having to win. And I, I believe removing myself from the ego attachments of it 
and bringing up the ego, which comes up several has come up several times in this conversation. I know that you have a five day talk series coming up that's called Overcoming the Ego. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Tell us about this. It's so much fun. It's really about learning that your ego is not the enemy. It's actually your best friend. It's your greatest teacher. I'm getting goosebumps talking about this because I always said to the ego, like you're a effer, you're this, you're that. And when I kind of looked at the ego after my last depression, it was like, yo, man, thanks, homie. Mm-hmm. And I named my ego Satan because it's constrictive and it's limiting and you can name your ego, whatever you want. I've heard people name it. I don't know. I've heard some names that are funny, but I, I'm like the Lucifer, the devil, the Satan type. Of thing. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, high five. that's what I mean. No, Zach goes big or goes home. <laughs> yeah. But that's <laughs> the thing, right? When you're able to differentiate it in a way that you see it as a human realm and understand it, you start to recognize things about you. And I mean, don't name your ego Satan if you can't handle it. That's just me. I've been in this world for a very long time, but I've seen the underground world. I mean, I come it's from gotta, the It's got to feel good to, to you. I mean, this is good to you. everything yeah. that we're doing, everybody, is about what feels yeah. good to us. <laughs> yeah, so this event is a five-day event. We're talking about what the ego is, how to overcome the ego, ego how to deal with people pleasing and why you are in that state of people pleasing, which comes from childhood. I've gotten all these downloads coming up and then expectations, how they're disappointments more than great outcomes, right? Cause we have this expectation. It's never met the way we want it to be met. Now you're disappointed. Now you're pissed off and now you're angry. And now you, now you have all these other emotions coming up and we have a couple other days. I don't remember off the top of my head, but there's five days, five different topics channeled by spirit. I, I don't have a clue what a lot of the conversation is going to be because it's just getting downloaded through me. Mm -hmm. So there's a little presentation to keep me on target. But even when I have these presentations, even when I have this conversation with you, it's spirit talking through me and having these conversations with everyone, right? That needs to hear it. So we're giving space to the spirit to come through. We're going to do some healing on there. You're going to dissolve your ego. You're going to have a road path when you're done the five days. You're going to recognize the truth of who you are. There's going to be light in the dark areas of your life. You're going to feel so much more empowered. There's so much that's going to happen within those five days that by the end of it, you're going to feel like a a superhero to your own life. So put the cape on, throw on some badass glasses put on your sexiest shoes and start flying the way you want to fly when we're done with that. You know, and I just want to piggyback on that and say to everybody or anybody who's listening that you may think that you can't be the superhero because you feel so small and so restricted. But let me tell you something, sister or brother, when you reach that place or even just start to put your foot in the pool, you're like, wow, this, I never knew this existed. So please let allow us to hold that vision and thought and belief for you that you can get there because it is a thing. You don't have to live this low, restricted, fearful, quiet, uncreative life when there is this whole other thing. You're a child of God and you and you can expand. That's what we're here to do, I believe. And that's the beautiful thing. So when I got this channel, I think it was about three weeks ago, I got this channel coming through. I was in my meditation. They're like, Zach, we need you to do a, a we need you to do a workshop. And I was like, all right, what is it? And I just finished my summit called mental health meets spirituality or spirituality meets mental health. And I said, what is this? If we want you to talk about the ego, something we've been telling you, you want to talk for the last five years, are you going to finally do it? 
And I'm like, yeah, give it to me. So I said, okay. So I put it out there as a one day, you know, learn about your ego. And they're like, no, no, no. One day we need five to talk about this. And I was like, you want me to do this for five? They said, yeah, my spirit guys like, yeah, we have a lot to talk about because the human world right now is coming from an old paradigm. And if they're coming from an old paradigm, they're not going to be able to shift into this new earth that's being created. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to be that vessel for us that is going to teach people how to shift from this old paradigm of what the ego is. And you'll hear people say, the ego is for you to be comfortable. Bullshit. That's what I call bullshit. So we're going to move you from that old paradigm into something more empowering with a new understanding of what the ego is. And how your ego is not like, get your ego in check. No, get your own self in check. Like you don't get your ego in check. When I hear that, I cringe. I'm like, I get like this Tourette's feeling. It's like, oh, like, no, don't get your ego in check. Recognize what your ego is trying to teach you and tell you. So we are literally working with that energy. Every, I could tell you right now, people are going to cry. That's okay. That space is a safe space. We're going to crack open some hearts and it might be scary, but there's no energy that I can't handle. I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to repeat that. There's no energy that I can't handle. I've been whipped across my room. I've been levitated off my bed. I've had things come to me in my shower. I had writings on the shower mirror when the steam was in there. There's no darkness that I haven't gone through in order for me to be who I am today to take you through this journey. Mm -hmm. People watch horror movies. I've lived horror movies. Mm -hmm. So when people come to me, they're like, oh, I have like, I have devil on me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, come, let's go. Let me, let me talk to the devil. And they're like, you say that like it's nothing. And I'm like, yeah, man, of course it's nothing. Let's go. So there isn't any energy that I haven't been in that I can't take you out of. Mm-hmm. And I do have my little, like I call them my little spiritual employees that are from the underground and we'll just start working and working and working. I have, of course, my guides, your guides. It's going to be a powerful five day event. Mm-hmm. And the more that I think of it and the more that I talk about it, the more excited I get. And my guides are right now like, going, oh yeah, yeah, we'll see when time comes. You're like, but I don't have this, 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 this slide, this slide, I need the slide. But I never really prepare for talking events like this. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm doing some preparation because I need, I know the human eye or the human person needs to have the visual and the need to have the audio and need to have the emotion. So well, there's a certain way that people learn. Exactly. And that's why I want to be able to have that. For me, when I'm going through a learning process, I need to have the feeling. Everything else, the visual and everything like that is my feeling, is my emotion. So we're going to have, we're gonna, I'm going to literally touch all your senses, but at the end of the day, you're going to feel different senses when we're done. And that's, and that's the most exciting thing ever. I'm so excited. Some of my clients, I've some clients that are psychologists and therapists and they're like, Oh, I can't wait for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause they've been on this journey with me for so many years. And they're just like, finally, finally, our teacher is going out there on a bigger limb because I wrote, she's always teaching us to go bigger, go home. Now we're finally seeing her doing what she's been telling us to do. So it's, it's going to be so much fun. So, so where, where, how can people contact you exactly? Do you have a website? I know you're on, you're on Insta. Are you on Instagram? I'm on Insta. Uh, my website is ZachLayotis.com. You can find me there. Uh, you could find me on my podcast. Be bold. Let's, let's spell your last name for people. L. Okay. So it's www.zakliotas.com. Okay. Or you could actually meet me on my podcast where 
I just let loose on your podcast. Tell them about your podcast real quick. Podcast is so much fun. I, like we said, I will let you know what, what episode that Kristen was on. Cause that was such a fun episode. We had so much fun on that episode. Yeah. And I think a lot of your audience maybe have heard the podcast as well, but the podcast is called be bold, fierce, unstoppable because there's bold, fierce, unstoppable in each and every one of us. I don't care what you're going through in life. You are bold when you decide to create change in your life. You are fierce when you start to recognize the truth of who you are away from the ego into the spirit, recognizing your ego is your greatest teacher. You become unstoppable when you get rid of all that heavy junk away from you. You become unstoppable and know what your path is. So everyone has that bold, fierce, unstoppable vibration inside of them. And this came to me a few years ago, bold, fierce, unstoppable, when my spirit guides were like, be bold, fierce, unstoppable. I'm like, yeah, what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? They're like, whatever you want it to mean. Like, I don't know. So I stared at a sign for two years saying, be bold, fierce, unstoppable. Or I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. But I realized every party, when I sat down and put that sign with all my clients and their journeys and my journey, it was like, damn, we have that all inside of us. So that's where Bold, fierce, unstoppable came out of. And it's on Podbean. I could give you that link so you could put there. And it's, it's, it's incredible. So Bold Fierce Unstoppable is literally my life story in a sense where since I was three years old, I've had many jobs. I've learned many lessons and wisdom, spiritual wisdom. I've met many people from building businesses to making money, to diving deeper in spirituality, to sex, to sensuality, to food, nutrition, colon hydrotherapy, fitness. So literally it's my years of living on this earth and how I change my life from all the different categories, because life is spiritual. We are just living this human experience. So when people say, I'm not spiritual, you're just lying to yourself because you don't understand it. You are a spirit, you are spiritual, but you're living a human experience, which is ego, Mm -hmm. right? Here on this earth realm, a lot of people thrive from ego. That's the 3D world. So that's the podcast. I love it. We're growing so fast, so fast, it's incredible. And it's just so much fun. I love all my guests that I have on there. Some guests are, some guests come on like, yo, just like, yeah, let's have fun doing this. And questions just come at me. I have no predetermined questions. I just am me. And I, and I love being that. And that's where my biggest fear was a lot of the times is being me. Now it's just like, I really don't care. If someone has something to say about me, I know me so good because I studied me. I don't study other people. I studied me. I know me so good that if someone says something about me and I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope. Oh, back up. <laughs> I'm, the same. I'm the same. Back up, homeboy or homegirl. That's you. I, I know my faults, and that's not one of them. <laughs> that would be your projection, or something, right? Yeah, I know. I'm the same. Well, Zach, I'm so grateful for having you here. I, I appreciate you. I know everybody's going to love this episode. And I'm just going to come up with a powerful name. And I love all the topics that we talked about. And um, thank you again so much for, for honoring me and being on my podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And if you did, I would sure appreciate it if you jumped over to iTunes and left me a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to share it with someone that you love. Until next time, everyone, remember, you matter.